Also checking temperatures now in Selma, 35 degrees. Joining us right now, Steve Halk. We are learning more about the fatal shooting in Kansas City during a Super Bowl victory parade for the Chiefs. And dozens of people have been injured. Many agree that the heavy law enforcement presence was key to getting the situation under control as quickly as possible. But still, many lessons to be learned as the investigation continues. Uh, we're taking a look at this on all sides. Joining us to talk about this, again, is Retirement. Retired police lieutenant and media expert Steve Hauk. Good morning, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Jen. So tell us now. You've been at the center of emergency response teams around the country. What are your initial thoughts about this incident and how and this is being handled? Well, I have to echo uh, the thoughts you just shared. That the number of law enforcement on hand uh, certainly contributed to um, the saving of lives. I can tell you that um, there was an advantage that they had here in the fact that they did it last year. Uh, so they had a, a lot of the blueprints, if you will, in place already uh, for security purposes. One of the things we do when we have uh, any sort of significant event, whether it's a planned event or a spontaneous event, is we do what they refer to as an AAR, which is an after-action report. We look at what worked and what didn't work. And we try to improve it. So they would have had all the plans from last year uh, and gone through what worked and what didn't work. Uh, the biggest challenge you face with something like this is the sheer volume of people. Uh, I was looking at some of the estimates from last year's event, and they said anywhere between 800,000 to a million people attended the parade. Uh, that makes it nearly impossible to have one access point for people to come in and to leave. So that would diminish your ability to keep uh, dangerous items out of that event. Now, we live in this information age where everything is instant and people just expect to know all the details right away. How do law enforcement authorities make certain that they have the correct information before issuing or making a statement to the press? It's really done in stages. So initially, it's important to get out uh, as much information as you can uh, for life safety. So if you have an active event that's, you know, people on the loose or you're looking for someone or you're certain that uh, the person that uh, is a danger is, is out there, then you put out as much information as you can. Uh, regardless of whether it's completely accurate or not, you don't have time to vet it. All you're concerned about is saving as many lives, protecting as many people. Once you're certain that that has been done, then the information stops initially. Uh, and the reason why that is is you want one location for the information to come in, and then you want one, the same location for that information to go out. Because oftentimes what happens is anyone, any law enforcement or fire or police that have ever been on a big incident understand that the information it comes in from all different areas and a lot of times is not vetted correctly. So... Uh, one of the areas we see it all the time is when it comes to the number of injured or the number killed. Uh, that number changes a lot, and, and people don't quite understand because you have multiple hospitals. People are going to multiple hospitals, so it's reported back to one location. So it takes time to vet that. Uh, when you're putting out information, you want to get it right. So that takes time. Uh, having one location, we refer to that as a JIC, so a Joint Information Center. Uh, again, they would have had one of those established prior to as part of their event planning. So they wouldn't have had to establish one. So I suspect the reason why they were able to call a press conference so quickly is because 
they had all those measures in place. They had all the infrastructure in place to collect information, filter it out, and then disseminate it. So uh, I think they did a good job considering the, the situation. Of course, I watched a lot of the, the political pundits wanted information quickly. Uh, it's more important to get it correct than it is to do it quickly. I agree. Now, we all have a love-hate relationship with social media, but does social media play a role for law enforcement in dealing with these events? plays a huge role. So first, in the preparation, uh, I assume what, what they probably would have done, uh, which I would have done, is you create a social media channel that people can share photos of the parade. Again, remember, this is supposed to be a happy event, so people are sharing a lot. Uh, we know that that's, this is the information age, and everybody's the, you know, the, the reporter, if you will, on the scene taking, you know, with their cell phones. So have an area that you know, but we also monitor social media in events like this. We're monitoring multiple channels, uh, real time, uh, for information coming in. And, uh, we saw this with the Boston bombing. Part of the reason why the Boston bombing was stopped as quickly as it was is because of social media monitoring. Uh, so, when we have an investigation like this, you're piecing together from witness accounts. Not everybody sees the incident happen from beginning to end, so you have to take all of those pieces, you know, who saw the beginning, who saw the actual shooting, who saw the aftermath, put those all together to form the, the true picture of how the event occurred. And social media plays a huge role. People are very quick to grab their cell phones. We know that nowadays. So the police, instead of... Uh, disparaging why, you know, people use a cell phone instead of trying to help. It's important that we take part of that and we say, hey, this is here to stay. So we're going to try to collect as much information as we can and, and monitoring all the social media. It's a very, very important aspect of events like this. Retired police lieutenant and media expert Steve Houck, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was a pleasure.